As you can imagine, there are stories in Orkney and Shetland that are quite similar. And this is two little short stories that do have a very common theme. Um, I call the first one the fairy's fishing trip. The other one, well, you'll see. But the first one's from Sh- uh, Orkney. It's from Winnick Bay in South Ronaldsea. Now, there was a man who was a farmer and a fisherman down at Winnick, and he had a boat pulled up in a noust. A noust is just like a bite taken out of the the banks of the sea, the the cliffs, um, low earthy cliffs. They would be cut a scoop out into it, the shape of a boat, and you'd pull it up there, safe, out of the way. Now, there was a few of these boat nousts there, with boats in each one, but the man at Winnick noticed that his boat was wet, and the other ones were dry. Somebody had been using his boat without asking his permission. Now, this annoyed him, because... He cared for his boat a great deal, and he went fishing with it. It was very important. The fish on the table was the food that went into their mouths, so he couldn't risk anything happening to his boat. And nobody took somebody's boat without asking. It was not the done thing. And the more he thought about it, the more annoyed he got. And then, again, another day he went back down, and again, the boat was not as he left it. There was the the ropes in it were folded and, and coiled up differently from the way that he did it. And again, it seemed like it was wet, whereas the other boats were dry, and he hadn't been fishing with it. So he decided that he would go down that night and hide under a tarpaulin in the boat and catch this horrible thief that was using his boat without his permission. I guess he wasn't really a thief. He hadn't stolen it, but he hadn't asked permission either. And he was using his boat, and that was not on. So that night he went down and he took a tarpaulin and he hid underneath it in the middle of the boat. And he waited And when it was around midnight, he heard voices coming. And he thought, ah, here they are now. But there's more than one voice. That's a problem, because there's only one of me, and there's several of them. But then he noticed that voices were not like his voice, or his neighbor's voice, or any other mortal man's voice. These voices were different, otherworldly, and higher in pitch. And it started to dawn on him that maybe this was the fairies that was using his boat. And he was able to peep out from under the tarpaulin, and sure enough, there was the fairy swarming all over the boat. And they pushed it down into the sea, and they pushed it off, and they set off, rowing away and laughing. And they rowed out a long way from land, and then they stopped. And the man was still hiding under the tarpaulin, but he was able to watch what was going on. And one of the fairies 
took a little spoon out of his pocket, just like a teaspoon, and he dipped it in the sea, and he brought up a little teaspoonful of sea water and <sniffs> sipped it, and he went, Nah, no fish here. And so they rode on further. And then again they stopped after a while, and the little man took out his trusty teaspoon and he scooped up some more water and nah, no fish here either. So they rode a bit further off, further and further out from land. And then when they stopped the third time, he took out his little teaspoon and scooped up the water and ah, there's fish here. And so they started to fish. And he heard them saying that there would always be fish there from that day forward. So, very carefully, so that they couldn't see him, he was able just to look out at the land and to see where they were by lining up like a headland against a, a house or against a hill, he was able to mark what they call the meads, so that he would be able to find his way back to that little fishing ground again, because he knew that if the fairies were using it, it must be good. And then, after they'd filled their boat with fish, they turned it around and rowed back to shore, pulled the boat up to the nose, took their catch with them, and were away. Well, the man never tried to prevent the fairies from using his boat after that. But he went back out, and he lined up those landmarks so that he could find his way back to that exact spot again. And he threw out his hand line with the hooks on them, and the fish were just fighting over taking a hook. And he had a wonderful catch of fish. And that was the most productive fishing ground that he had ever seen in his life. And after that, he never went fishing and had no success again. Now, the second wee story is from Papa Stewart in Shetland. And again, it's about a man with a fishing boat. Just a small, open boat. And he had noticed that someone was using it. The ropes that he had on board were wound up differently from how he always did it. The way that the boat was secured, was tied up in the nose, was different. The knots were different from the knots that he used. And the boat was wet. So he knew that somebody had been using it. And he wanted to know who. So he hid in the boat under a tarpaulin and waited to see who would come down and take the boat out. And then he heard the wee trows swarming all over the boat. And he became afraid because he didn't want to mess with the fairy folk. And they pushed it down, laughing as they went, chomped in, and then one of them, took the oars, and in three piags, which is a stroke of an oar in Papa Stuart, a piag, three piags, and they were at a big high cliff. And in the bottom of the cliff, 
there was a cave. Now the man reckoned that he recognized the place, <clears throat> but it was a long, long way away from where his boat was. There was no way that three strokes of an oar would ever take you there. It was a long journey. And also the cave in the bottom of it, he hadn't remembered seeing a cave there before. But he wasn't that familiar with the area, so maybe he was wrong. And then they pulled the boat up and they headed off into the cave and they came back carrying three barrels. And the little men were singing, one for us, one for us, one for us. And the third one was singing, one for the owner, one for the owner, one for the owner. And they chomped into the boat and they put down the barrels. And then three piags at the oar and they were back back at the noust, pulled the boat up, secured it, and then they took the two barrels and they went off with it. Now they left the third, because that was for the owner, and they knew that he was under the tarpaulin. But they set off with it anyway. Well, he took the barrel and he brought it home with him, small keg, but a good-sized thing, and he pulled the bung in it and had a sniff and it was brandy and it was the finest brandy that he had ever tasted in his life it was so good and they drank out of that over a while until eventually it was finished now the fairies never took his boat again but he did head back to that place where he reckoned that they had been to try to find that cave to see if there was any more of this fine brandy stashed inside. But, you know, he went back to that cliff, but there was no cave under it at all, and he never got another glassful of trowy brandy.